gentlemen all the knuckleheads alike how are you doing god it feels good to be here on a beautiful friday morning not technically friday for me but you know could be for whoever is out there my name is tristan sartoris welcome back to full 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 sorry 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 okay, 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 guys. um you know that was i i apologize for the big sneeze right there but sometimes the podcast is just a bit too sick dude um what else is going on? Dang, that intro just feels good. Putting microwaves out of business. We're that hot today. I've got a new a new um, microphone setup actually here today. It looks real good. Maybe I am sick. I don't know what happened with that sneeze, but it's, it's just, it's like I, um, what's that called when you snap your fingers a lot and try to remember things? I don't know why that's the thing. Yeah, let me just think of that. And eventually I just don't even come up with the what I was trying to think of in the first place, because I get so caught in the the rhythm. But what was I saying? Um, yeah, like the people who get sick, kind of like by suggestion or whatever. You know, if you think you're going to get sick and you just do, it's like they're just, you know, the mind, the mind, is, the mind is a powerful place. Um, yes, we got this beautiful new microphone set up. Now, the room that I'm in, the new My Little Vocal Booth is not acoustically treated, so you might sound, or you, I might sound, a little echoey in some places, unless I get really close, and then you're like, oh, dang, that sounds pretty crispy. But other than that, the stuff should be coming soon. But it feels good. I'm, 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 it's all professional. It feels good. It's right in my face. You're in my face. The one thing I don't like is this freaking, um, this little mic arm just keeps on just just following ever ever so gently it just falls down i'm sure you can hear this i don't know if that's loud or not but damn i don't know what's going on with me i'm all sniffly today so yeah so anyways it looks good it feels good i'm gesticulating i'm standing up i'm really performing i'm really getting into it and i hope that translates into better you know podcasting quality better podcasting content and maybe this was a bad time to record with this mic because it's is echoey but you live and you learn. And I don't know what it's going to sound like until we're done. So that's really the main point. I spent a lot of money on this. And that's the beautiful of the beautiful thing about stimulus money is that you just get to make a big, um, you know, irresponsible purchase. I think those are the rules, right? That's what everyone said. You just do whatever you want. So I was like, yeah, vocal studio booth and all. And we're going to do whatever we want because, quite frankly, we can. So... That's the thing about money, is I uh, don't have it anymore. But you know what we do have? An equi room with a banger mic. Anyways, beautiful Friday morning. It should be April 2nd for you guys. Hope your day is, you know, as good, better than today. April Fool's, you know, Ohio really got a, a big trick with this snow. Because it's like, oh, dang, you're going to get these 70 degrees? 70 degrees out for a week and you get bombed with snow? It just doesn't know what to do. It never knows how to make up its mind. And I feel like every single episode, I just keep referencing the weather, but, you know, it's a forecast joke. It's high IQ. It's for, it's very, the very select few. And there's some people who are going to weatherman college and they're like, dang, you know, we actually know all about this, but these clouds cannot make up their mind, dude. And that's, uh, that's on them. So what's been going on? 
what's been going on with me lately? I, uh, whew, you know, quite frankly, I've just been really trying to stay busy. I've been trying to make my money back. Um, see, that's kind of my thing is I, I make money and I spend money and I don't really ever have money. And that's not a good way to live, but you know, at least you get a, a vocal booth out of it. Um, uh, there's stuff I can't talk about, so that's cool. That's really great podcasting content. You show up there like, yeah, I guess the only thing that's really going on in my life is that's not Morse code. That's me censoring myself. Um, so, yeah, I guess there really isn't much to say on that front. But what's going on? What's going on in the world? Easter. Easter's coming up. It's about time. I feel like Easter it either gets pushed back really far or it comes up really soon. Like sometimes it's been like the last day of March. Sometimes it's late April. Um, for some reason, March has felt long. It just feels like Easter should have been here a while ago. And that's probably because I've been looking forward to, you know, when you really look forward to something, it just never comes on time. It just never does. Oh, speaking of stuff showing up and arriving on time, my packages. Um, the, actually, the the... The stuff, the acoustic foam is supposed to come today. But, man, the thing is, is the, oh, I was going to keep on talking about my money. See, this is a reverse segue. It's kind of like when you boop, 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 because we're backing up. We're going back in track. Just stick with me. Oh, if you need a little refresh, just hit the rewind 15 seconds a couple times. Like, beep, beep, beep. And you're like, oh, what was he talking about? And now you know. So, buying all these things, nothing ever comes together, right? Every single thing is like, oh, we'll show up on a Tuesday, we'll show up on a Wednesday and a Friday and then a Saturday morning and then a Sunday night. And you're like, dang, why can't everything just come in one package? I ordered everything together, but it is what it is. But the beauty of that, the beauty of spending all your money on packages is just this this freaking rush. You ever get that rush, right? When you just, as soon as I get that email that says your package is now shipped and you can track it, I check it like eight times a day. Like, oh, shoot, it's in Minnesota. Oh, shoot, it's in Chicago. Here we go. It's in Twinsburg. It's in Twinsburg. And you probably don't even know where Twinsburg is, but that just makes me feel like it's close. Quite frankly, neither do I, but I know that it's soon. And um, it's just like a, like an over-obsessive parent. It's just really, just really all over them. And I just got to know everything. I got to know what my package is up to. I got to know if he's in a dangerous area, if he's going to be okay, if he's going to make it out alive. And and usually my, my packages, they stay on the straight and narrow. And they do get here on time. Very responsible. And I, I just, I love it. I love getting packages. That's probably why I don't have money a lot of the times. It's because I love that. It's that USPS high, dude. It's like seeing that. Every time you see that, like that package just show up on your doorstep, it's just there's some kind of rush it doesn't matter what it is i've bought things for like 10 bucks and like dang this is amazing like welcome to the day so that's probably the best thing that could ever show up on time um that's all i gotta say about that sorry i had to backtrack let's go back to easter um easter yeah i've been looking forward to the food looking forward to the snacks the candy um you know the chocolate rabbits is it weird? Is there any other holiday where we eat a chocolate version of an animal or that we use? Like the Easter bunny is kind of like the the main, you know, the symbol of in. I mean, it's like a, it's a Christian holiday. But I mean, for people like put, put out decorations, like I'd say, like Santa is, um, you know, Christmas. Do we eat chocolate Santas a lot? I can't even think about that. I guess we do. But. It's weird to think that you just start making, you make a big symbol out of somebody and then you just eat them. 
But maybe they like that. I've never been a symbol of a certain holiday or certain things for a celebration. And I, I don't know how I'd feel about if somebody making a mold of me, like, oh, wow, that's amazing. And then they just eat it um, or burn it or throw it away or just make crappy versions of it. You know what I'm talking about, those freaking crappy plastic Easter bunnies, huh? It's not real chocolate. Um, so anyways, I've been looking for an Easter a lot because of that reason, because of all the chocolate. And, and for that, it just feels like it's never coming. It feels like it's just never, never going to be here. But finally... Finally, finally, it will be here. And that's the best thing about it. And I do love Easter. I love Easter in general. It's a great holiday. Fun fact, though, I used to be terrified, absolutely terrified of Easter. Not, well, not Easter. I used to be scared of the Easter bunny. I remember as a kid, I, like, I couldn't fall asleep. I'd be sitting in my bed just shaking and, um, you know, trying not to wet the bed because of the Easter Bunny. I was so scared. I was like, well, you, like, I mean, think about what you're doing. At least Santa is like a human. He might be breaking into your house. But now all I know is that there's this like six or seven foot pink rabbit and 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 he's going to break into our house and lay a bunch of eggs filled with candy. And I was scared that he would come into our room. So I remember my mom and dad having to talk me down. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's going to be, we'll leave a letter like in the in the mailbox and We'll make sure they just leave the stuff at the door and then we'll like spread it around and and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is so great. But then I'm also like kind of scared because like what's that going to do? Like this guy, he's not going to stop at that. Like what kind of Easter rabbits in general are just little miniature, you know, they just portray chaos. I've had a rabbit. OK, they don't listen to anything. Um, So like is he just going to stop at a freaking note in a mailbox? No. A pink rabbit, if you were a seven-foot pink rabbit, what would you do, okay? If you read a note that said, please don't lay all your eggs in my house, just leave them on the doorstep, would you do it? Or would you keep doing it? What do you normally do? Because you got, you have a lot of houses to get to. So I was terrified. And in my head, him saying that, like my mom and dad saying that, that they would tell him that, it kind of brought me some peace. And then it was just like that feeling. It's like, yeah, if my dad's out there, um, you know, at least he's still up. And he can kind of take care of business. That makes me feel a little bit safer, a little bit okay. Because at least now they're, they're kind of like, he's, he's stood his ground. He's laid his terms down. And now if that rabbit still crosses the threshold into our home, it's go time. So I would be falling asleep, little six-year-old me. And all I can think about in my in my mind is my dad and the freaking Easter Bunny going into a 10-round heavyweight knockout. And it's just, and, and I didn't know who was going to win. But, you know, my dad was there every morning, so... I don't know how many years in a row it's been, but he hasn't he hasn't lost so far. So that's what that is. I was scared. I was scared. It's a scary thought. It's a lot of some of these some of these people, some of these symbols are just a little bit freaky in a way. A rabbit, a rabbit. Okay, he doesn't like carrots. He doesn't want anything but to sneak around your house and lay eggs. That's and that's chaotic in general. That's how you know rabbits are bad news. Because they're like, yeah, we could just do anything, but now I'm going to go lay an egg. I'm going to mess with you because they don't follow the rules. Guess what rabbits have to do? Nothing. They could do whatever they want. But anyways, if you're uh, if you're out there and you're ready to have a big Easter morning and you're scared, um, yes, you can leave an envelope in the mailbox, but that doesn't guarantee anything at the end of the day. So strap on the gloves, get ready, because it's going to be it's going to be a big show. It's going to be a it's going to be one for the ages, okay? And I'll be ready. You know, I'm grown, okay? So if this guy's going to stroll into my dojo, okay? 
I'm a white belt in karate, yellow belt in taekwondo. Yellow, there was actually a yellow belt and white stripe. Here's what, here's something stupid and I'm actually upset about. So in Taekwondo, it used to, in our, at least in my dojo, <laughs> the dojo I used to go to, um, it was always white belt, right? Because that's kind of how you start at. It's, um, and then you go, so you go white, yellow to orange. And then they were like, yeah, no, we're going to add in these new belts. So it's actually the, you get yellow and a half. So I graduated from yellow belt where I should have been orange belt. Like, how much cooler is that to be like, yeah, I'm an orange belt. It's like, oh, dang, it's kind of like a – I'm starting to feel like a mid-tier. It's right below blue. Um, and you start to feel a little good about it. But now I'm just still a yellow belt with a white stripe. It looks like I've been demoted halfway. So I was kind of upset about that. But, yeah, I am a white belt in karate and a, and a yellow and a half stripe uh, in Taekwondo. So I, I am ready. I am ready. And this is my dojo. And if that Easter bunny wants to come and get some roundhouse kicks – Okay, I could do a couple roundhouse, little wheel kick. I got all. Okay, not enough to be orange belt, but as long as this, as long as this rabbit isn't trained professionally, then we'll be okay. We'll fight him off. So, anyways, everyone out there, you be ready. But just gotta say thanks to my dad and all the dads out there who are saving kids from Easter bunnies. Speaking of which, it was my dad's birthday last night. It's April Fools. That's not a joke, but. It was his birthday, and we went bowling, and um, and I, in my head, so I haven't been bowling in years, and in my head, I always think, yeah, if I go bowling again, I'm going to be great, because the last time I'd gone bowling, I was like 12, and, you know, I threw a lot of gutter balls, but now I'm thinking about, like, bowling, like, how, like, how, how was I even throwing gutter balls before, like, how, how sad and tragic is that? All you got there was like bowl something down a freaking, what is it? It's four foot wide or something like that. It should be pretty easy. So I get up there and I'm feeling confident. I even put my hat backwards. The true sign of like a, a professional bowler. Um, Not actually, but that was me. That was kind of my, you know, moxie. I'm kind of coming in here with, like, with some power. I'm ready to dominate. So I think my dad throws a strike on his first frame. Up next, it's my turn. And I put my name on the board as money bags with a Z. Because I knew this was going to be good for me. I was like, dang, I'm, I'm freaking, I'm 22 now. I should I should be able to bowl way better than I ever had before. I was decent. Wasn't that great, but I was decent way back when. It's been a lot of time, but how hard is it to throw a bowl down the middle? So I wind up, get a running start, sling, gutter ball. And you have to, and that's like one of the worst feelings ever is turning around after you walk up there with so much confidence, chest pumped out, I'm like strutting side to side, peacocking. Mm, mm, mm. So I go out there, I'm walking up, zing, gutter ball. And you turn around and you look at everybody just staring there waiting. They're like, dang, he looked, he like, he really walked up like he had this thing in the bag. And because you walk up with such a, with such a show, with so much presence in you, every, it just gets so much attention. So everyone's staring at you. It's probably one of the worst feelings ever to throw that, not expecting it. I didn't know how to react. They knew how to react, and it was, ha <laughs> ha. That's how you react when something like that happens. I'm like, okay, shake it off, shake it off. Fluke, 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 fluke. I grab my ball back. I'm spitting on my hands, rubbing the ball. Running start. Yeah, perfect form. Everything's dialed up. Toes pointed towards the middle. Pin, zing. Another gutter ball. I get a zero on the first frame with so much, and at that point, two gutter balls out the middle. It's hard to walk up with a with a lot of confidence after that. With after after so much shame and after so much, you know, being put down so much, it's so hard to rise back up to the top. But 
Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't rise back up to the top. So that was the end of that story. My point is that bowling's hard, dude. Okay? It's harder. And if you haven't been bowling in a while and you think it's going to be easier, just, you know, be humble about it. Okay? And be like, oh, you know, it's been a while. I don't know how well this is going to go. And you throw a gutter ball. It's like, oh, cheer up, buddy. You'll get it. You'll get it in the next one. Not me like, all right, step aside, lizards. I'm going to show you real man bowls. And, uh, and you throw you throw two gutter balls and they go, <laughs> you silly old fool. You were no match for me. Um, so, yeah, be careful. Bowling sucks. It's actually really great, but I just wish I was, I just wish I had the magic touch. So next time we go back, I'm, I'm playing with bumpers until I really dial it in because I don't like, I don't like not hitting the pins. It's so sad. It's so sad. And meanwhile, my brother's throwing curveballs because they went to bowling classes while I was, you know, learning how to fight. They were, um, you know, because they weren't scared of the Easter Bunny. They didn't have any problems. But, but me, I, that's kind of the main reason I even took martial arts in the first place. But them, you know, they were like, yeah, let's just go to bowling classes. Let's go bowling. Let's do this. And then let's just throw some curveballs. And yes, it pays off on my dad's birthday. But what are you going to do on Sunday, huh? When the Easter Bunny rolls around, who's going to be ready? I'll tell you what. You don't get to bring your bowling shoes home. So, be ready, son. What else is going on? Uh, nothing, dude. Nothing else is going on. Um, what time are we at? Oh, my, my computer is down low, so I'm going to... 17, 30 minutes. All right, what else do we have? Um, oh, you know, I found a, I found a fun article just because I wanted to read it. It happened a little bit recently. I was like, yeah, you know, if, if I get pressed for time, if I talk about the Easter Bunny too fast then, you know, I'll have this article to fall back on. And, and just lucky for me, I did, I did exactly that. This is kind of, kind of wonky. Okay. So let me read you the title. <clears throat> Hold on. 90,000 greasy pennies dumped on Georgia man's drive as final payment after quitting his job. Okay. So the story is basically this guy, Andreas, Andre, Flayton, Flatten, I don't know. I think this is a British site or this guy's just got a crazy name. No, it says it is UK, but it also says United States. Wait, what? All right. So anyways, it doesn't matter. His name is what it is. He's not important to the story. What's important is what happened to him. So I'll read it how I want. Andre is flighting. <laughs> now spends his evening gradually cleaning the unusable coins, but is trying to see the bright side. The unusable, are pennies not allowed anywhere anymore? Why are they unusable? Or is that just because they're greasy? Um, I should probably keep on reading. I just, I, listen, I see a title and maybe I should have proofread this thing and see that it was, it was, it was good, good for quality content, but that's not the point. The point is we're here now. So the coin, oh, the coins were coated in an oily, greasy substance. Gross. No wonder they're unusable, but he's trying to see the bright side in that. That's a pun. They're trying to make him shiny. Good on him. A George man. Uh, okay, a Georgia man has accused his former employer of a childish move after he received his final payment of $915 in pennies. So Andres Flayton discovered the haul of 90,000 coins, which were covered in an oily, greasy substance at the bottom of his driveway. What a douche! Actually, I don't know the rest of the story. I don't mean to judge that fast. Um, but that's such a... Actually... Honestly, in a little bit, in a little bit of a way, the guy went through a lot of work to give him the pennies. And some people would be like, oh, dang, that's pretty cool. But the fact that they're covered in, in some sort of oily, greasy substance and they don't exactly know what it is, 
whenever you start just saying a kind of substance, it's a little bit sketchy and I'm not a big fan, but you have to respect the fact that this guy did go through a lot of trouble. And I don't know, maybe this, maybe, maybe Mr. Flayton is kind of a bad person himself. He did quit his job. We don't, we don't know why though. Okay. So on the top of the pile, on the top of the pile was his final payslip along with an explicit parting message from the car workshop where he worked. So on the stand on the driveway where the coins were found. Oh, he didn't even deliver them in a bucket. He just dumped them. Holy crap. Yeah, there's a freaking, there's just a pile of, there's an oil stain on the bottom of his driveway with 90,000, 90,000 pennies were just dumped. And uh, no, I don't know why I thought he was British after I said pennies, but do they have pennies in the UK? What kind of coins do they live on? That's a story for another day. Um, so, wow, he didn't even give him a bucket. I thought he would have given him like a wheelbarrow or something. So, Mr. Flayton left his job in November. Oh, wait, has he been claiming these off since? November and claims he had encountered difficulty receiving the payment. So he was, so he left his job in November. Let's put it together. Let's have a little backtrack because I'm kind of all over the place. I'm into the story, okay? I'm reading it for the first time too. It's hard to kind of get into it, but just let me, just, just bear with me for a second. So he left his job in November and he's been begging for his last payment. And then the guy waits till March, almost Easter, almost April, uh, and then just dumps 90,000 pennies on him. So I guess that it, this is a petty move so far. So far, what we know, he now spends his nights gradually cleaning the pennies so he can cash them in. All right, so they will be usable. He's just, I thought they were saying like they couldn't use them for some reason. And it took him an hour and a half to make even a couple hundred of the coins good. Wow. I don't know. I don't know what, maybe there's got to be a faster way to do that. An hour and a half? I don't know. I mean, if you if you ever cleaned out a car and you know, like when you have those pennies and the little cup holders, like those things take forever to clean off. All those gross little grubby coins in your, it's just, it's, they're all gross. They're all super disgusting. And no matter how long you bake them and throw them in some hot water and soap, they're just never truly clean for a long time. So I, I, I do get that. So actually an hour and a half, he might be making good time. He's, all right, so Miles Walker, who owns the workshop, told WGCL-TV that he didn't know if he had dropped the pennies outside Mr. Flayton's house or not. You don't, he said, I don't really remember. It doesn't matter. He got paid. That's all that matters. Yeah, you don't remember? Sir, hey, can I ask you a question? Do you, by any chance, did you um, back up a dump truck of 90,000 pennies in someone's driveway? Mm, 90, 90 K, 90, 90 K, 90 pain. I don't, I don't know for sure. Um, how do you not know, dude? How do you, (laughs) what a, like, way, way to play that off. If you're even going to try and play it off, like either come clean or do, do a better job lying. I don't really remember. I don't really remember dropping off 90,000 coins, but yeah. The businessman then called Mr. Flayton a weenie? What? <laughs> All right, so this guy owns the workshop. You, you're you a weenie. So now he's attacking him. Olivia Oxley, Mr. I'm so, di- I'm so into this right now. I'm not even really paying attention to the podcast. Mr. Flayton's girlfriend said she hopes the incident will highlight how people are treated so poorly by their employers. <laughs> Hey, he's being a weenie. I gave him 90,000 pennies. What else do you want? 
Well, sir, you didn't have to coat him in a greasy, oily kind of substance. Yeah, but a weenie. But she is looking on the bright side, nice, saying with that many pennies, we're bound to find a few treasures. I've already found one from 1937. Okay, well, at least they're having fun. After the first shovelful, all we could do was laugh because this poor, miserable man took so much time to be vindictive and cruel. We are apt. We absolutely refuse to let him ruin a single moment of ours. That's how it ends? I don't know, it feels weird ending on a happy note like that. Let's go back to that one part. He called Mr. Flayton a weenie. <laughs> what kind of, so I guess we really don't have, I thought there'd be more to the story. Like, oh yeah, he left his job. We don't, I like, maybe he didn't give him a two weeks notice or he just bounced. Like, yeah, where's my last paycheck? Paycheck, paycheck, paycheck. And then the guy finally shows up, give him the greasy, oily substance kind of 90,000 coin bucket. and uh, But instead, no. The guy just straight up attacks him. He's like, yeah, I mean, he got paid, didn't he? But why, what? No, we don't even know. We do, I want more details. What's the, what is all the substance stuff? And why is he a weenie? What, you wanted your money back? Freaking nerd. You weenie. That's the funniest thing ever. This guy, this guy owns a shop. And not only so he's the owner, and he owns a shop, obviously, and so he obviously didn't want to pay the guy, and then he finally did, and then calls him a weenie. I've never even heard any adult call someone a weenie. That's the funniest thing ever. You weenie, <laughs> shut up and take your money. You weenie, you weenie. You, I can't, I, I'm going to, I'm, uh, the show's probably going to end soon or like right now. That's what I mean by soon, but I'm, I'm going to keep on saying that. That's my new word. I'm going to start putting in my vocabulary. You freaking weenie. Take your money. Hey, get back here. You weenie. All right. What's a, what's another adult conversation you can have that you can throw weenie into? Um... <laughs> the Easter bunny shows up and he's like, Hey. You, my dad battles him out, calls him a weenie. Oh, snap. I'm going to host. Actually, okay, never mind. This, I'm, I'm going to go too deep, but I got to think about these things later on. My point is just say, just say weenie a lot. Sorry, I'm going too deep. I'm having fun. I'll see you later. You're probably like, what's going on? Why is it ending so soon? He seemed like he was just having some crazy deep thoughts. I was, but I can't explain it yet because they might be important. Not actually, but I just want to say weenie some more. All right, so guys, thank you so much. Um, I'm all over the place. It's kind of like I'm in the closet right now. And I don't know. It's kind of like my thoughts are just like I'm, I'm really, you're really talking to yourself. It's just me and... You know, I hope I hope my walls are listening, and I hope that here you really feel, you really feel kind of a more insane than I did before. But that's okay. Just end the podcast, you weenie. Hey! All right. So, anyways, thank you guys so much. Have an awesome day. Have an awesome Easter. Be careful, for the love of God. Be careful. So, anyways, thank you guys so much. This has been Full Circus Episode Four. We love you. We see you. We're not two people. Later.